everyone. Welcome to CI Diary, sponsored by Wayside Publishing. My name is Carrie Toth. And I'm Christy Placido. Welcome to our back to school episode. We would like to chat with you today about how we prepare to return back to classes and about the first week of school and how we really set the stage for a successful school year. Right. Don't you just feel like the back to school time is kind of so full of optimism? I think that it is. I think it has I think traditionally it has been very full of optimism. I think this year I'm really trying to cultivate that feeling of optimism mm-hmm. again. Um, it, we've had that robbed from us the last couple of years just with the mm-hmm. unknowing. And I think um, we have a chance at maybe a little more optimism this year. I know that we're in a wave of COVID again, and so there is some uncertainty, but I feel like there's less uncertainty than there has been the last two years. So I do feel that spark of my optimism coming back, and I'm I'm yeah. excited again this year. I feel that little sizzle of, you know, I'm excited to see the students coming back. So yeah. <laughs> I I know. I feel like last year I really felt optimistic in the summer. Like I was like, oh, it's going to be so good to get back to normal. And then, wow, it really wasn't. It really wasn't back to normal. Like we anticipated. It was a really weird year. And (laughs) so it's almost it almost feels a little. And it was to get it was the hardest. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, and I think that across the board, like as we've talked to teachers and we got to go to IFLT in person this year and um, talking to teachers there, I think that the consensus was that of the three years, we knew, you know, 2020 was a surprise. The shutdown was a surprise. And then 2020, 21 school year, we we were sort of in shock and, you know, all so busy trying to figure out what we were doing that we didn't have time to think about it. And then last year, I think we all thought it was going to be closer to normal. And so it was such a hit to us when it wasn't that it made it the hardest year of the three because we expected more and we got, we were sort of being forced to act like it was normal and it wasn't normal. And uh, so I, to me and to almost everybody we talked to, last year was the hardest one. So I feel like we're all going in this year guarded because we don't want to say, I think this is going to be a better year. But, Mm -hmm. but then, I mean, I really feel like this is our shot guys. Yeah. (laughs) That this could be, this could be our shot at a better year. (laughs) I hope so. I, you know, I've talked about this before, but I did retire from the classroom in June and um, I, I got to say, I feel a little bit guilty. Like, I feel like I should be there with all of you, um, you know, heading back in, getting ready. So it's kind of a weird emotional thing for me right now um, that I'm not getting ready <laughs> to go back. But I think that's I think that's the you know, as a retired teacher, I think that's kind of an emotional battle that first couple of years, the feeling Mm -hmm. of, you know, back to school is coming and you're so Mm -hmm. used to, like, you've served your time. You've made it to that finish line. We're all working to get to that finish line of retirement. And we're like, well done. And then yet in your heart, you're a teacher. And so you kind of, you know, all your peers are getting ready to go back. I have six left. And so, but I know that I'll feel the same way because back Mm -hmm. to school is just this, like, 
emotional time for teachers. We, yeah. you know, you dread giving up your summer freedom, but also, oh, yeah, it's, it's exciting such a to meet your yeah. new student. It is. Yeah. It's such a mixed feeling. You want to know the weirdest part too, for me as a retired yes. teacher, which that feels so weird to say. I've still been having those back to school dreams. You know how like end of July, beginning of August, we all do it, right? We start, I call them, there's, yes. there's two things that happen. You either have the school mayors or you have the edusomnia. <laughs> okay. So I've not had the edusomnia. I go to sleep just fine. But like, I'm having those school mares and I'm like, why? <laughs> why is this still I, happening? Christy and I actually just talked about this on the same night we had school mares and I mm-hmm. had messaged her and said, I had a school mare. My school is actually under construction. We've been under construction all summer. They ripped out all of our ceilings. They're doing new HVAC and it's not quite done. And I mean, we're really down to the wire. Like, is this project going to be done for the first day of school or, you know, what will happen if it's not like, heaven forbid we have to start remote. Like we do not want that. We're, we're, you know, please get this construction project done. So I dreamt that they had told us that we had to start the school year in the park across the street from the school <laughs> and all the kids were meeting under park shelters and they were just running wild, like all around. The- and I'm thinking, no, please not the school mayor's yet. Cause that was still July, like bring them on yeah. in August, but it July yeah. is still my free time. I don't <laughs> No school mayor's yet. No, it's, I just think they should never happen. I don't know what's going on with our subconscious when we do things like that, but I know, but I think it is teacher wide. (laughs) Hey, I have an idea. So I would love to hear from our listeners. Um, Get in touch with us either in the comments, wherever you listen to this podcast or on YouTube or send us an email or send us a tweet. Tell us your best school mirror. We want to hear about yes, it. Yes, <laughs> we would love to hear it. And tell us if we're crazy. Are we the only ones having these school mirrors getting ready to go back? I know, I know we're not. <laughs> we are not. We are not. All right. Uh, and so some of you are probably already back. Um, I know that my Georgia yeah. friends are already back mm-hmm. in school. They mm-hmm. went back in July, and I saw that some other friends are going back this week. My Indiana yeah. cousins are going back today. So... I know that school is back in session. I actually have next week off, but then I go back the following week. So school is almost here. So let's let's talk about um, the steps to getting back to school ready. What do you do to get your mind and your plan book into back to school mode? Yeah. Well, Carrie, I I know for me... um, when I was still teaching, I always found it kind of comforting when, um, so in Michigan, we don't start till some of us start in like the third or fourth week of August. Some of us don't start until after Labor Day. I always found it kind of comforting to do things like setting up my Google Classroom or kind of writing little things in my planner, just kind of going through my materials and just just kind of looking through it, like kind of tiptoeing into thinking about the school year. So like for me, this would kind of be the type of that would be the type of things that I'd be doing like right now while I still had like three weeks left before I was heading back into the classroom. 
That is actually something I've been doing. Now, I am a person of faith, and I know that everybody has different faiths and different holy books and different, but this year, I kind of approached it a little different. Last year, I asked for scripture verses to put into my plan book. This time, I asked for just verses of any kind from any holy book, any just verse of any kind that any friend I had, and I've gotten song lyrics, and I've gotten just pick-me-up verses, and I actually put these on Monday and on Wednesday in my plan book. I read them down on the sidebar of my plan book. And then as I open my plan book, they're out there all year long. And I write down the name of who gave me that verse. And so it is so like, as I go through the week, it is just a pick me up from this friend during the weeks. And when the weeks were hard last year, like to see that somebody put, you know, sha na na lyrics on my <laughs> wall for, you know, this particular day, you know, it gets a song in your head or mm-hmm. it, you know, it's fun and it's funny and it's just something to give you a little pick me up during the week when sometimes the day is hard. But man, if you're yeah. if you're singing along with a song that somebody gave you a lyric to, uh, sometimes it's just the little smile that you need to start the day on the right foot. So that's kind of what I'm doing this mm-hmm. week to help get my plan book uh, in shape yeah. before I start writing actual plans into it for yeah. next week. It's it's like you have to do that like kind of pre gaming, getting your mind right and yes, getting I think my mind a lot right. To that. Yeah, like I always think about. I'm a big fan of The Office, the show The Office, and <laughs> I always think about Dwight Schrute. Like before he would go into like a big sales call, he would he would like sit in his car. And listen to like pump up music and it would be like, you know, 80s rock usually. <laughs> and I always kind of think about that when I'm going back to school, like, okay, I got to get pumped up. You know, I don't necessarily sit in my Camaro yeah. and listen to <laughs> 80s rock. But <laughs> but I think, you know, we all have those little tricks for just but like getting in that mindset. But there is something to having a pump yeah. up song. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, to me, it's like. I always have this like mourning period of, oh no, my summer, where did my summer go? I'm going to miss this. And um, I have to like remind myself, okay, I'm not dying. I am just going back to school. Exactly. Um, I'm going to be done teaching by, you know, 2 p.m. It's not like, (laughs) it's not over. (laughs) When I think about the way I manage my time, when I'm in school, I meal prep on Sundays mm-hmm. and I have meals for my lunch and at breakfast every day of the week. Like my mm-hmm. time management is so much better when I'm in school than it is. Like in the yeah. summer, I really am like just loosey goosey. And uh, yeah. so I feel like I will be glad to have my routine back once I get going. But I, I'm right. not real glad right now. <laughs> right. But, I mean, you know, yeah, give me I a think- couple weeks into school and. I think we all know that we love that freedom, but we also thrive on that structure. So yeah, I definitely feel like our day, our day goes better when we do have some structure to it. So that's a positive about going back to school. So let's talk about, it is a positive. Let's talk about that first week or first day of classes. I, to me, it's always kind of like the awkward time of, Okay, I don't really know my students yet. I'm trying to get to know them. We haven't quite gotten ready to actually start working on curriculum and content. It's always kind of a 
little bit of an awkward time where nobody quite feels comfortable yet. And I think it's what we all kind of stress about the most because that sets the tone for the whole, you know, yes. not, to, not to scare you, but that does kind of set the tone for that it whole does. school year. So how can we get our minds around that? What are we going to do? I honestly, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that there was a big difference between how I handled it when I was a brand new teacher and between mm -hmm. how I handle it. Now, I feel like even six years ago when I started it at a new school, like coming in as a brand new teacher to my current district, I did establish some classroom rules as the first mm -hmm. thing on the first day when mm -hmm. I was brand new, because these were students that didn't know me and didn't know how, you know, what my expectations were. So on that first day, that first year, I did establish some classroom rules and policies uh, just so that they knew who I was and what I expected. So I went through kind of a slideshow of who I am mm -hmm. and this is what I expect in my classroom. Now, I really don't do that so much. I, mm -hmm. I do a little slideshow about who I am and my family with Spanish too, because that's the mm -hmm. first time they're meeting me. But three and four, we just dive right into content. Those students know me. They've had me. Mm -hmm. Most of them, they're a handful that have only had the other language teacher. Um, but most of them, I mean, they've heard of me if they haven't had me before. Right. So uh, we just dive right in and we start with card talk. Um, if you mm -hmm. haven't heard of card talk, that was it formerly known as circling with balls from Ben Slavic. Um, and they, yeah, not, not the best naming, but, but I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, right. Ben called it circling with balls because a lot of students do put down a sport. And so they draw the sports ball of their choice. Um, mm -hmm. In level one, we talk about what they like to do. And in level two, we talk about what they did while they were out of school over the break. And in level three, we talk about their goals for the school year. And in level four, we talk about what they would do if and get a little subjunctive structure in there. And it just gives us a chance in that first week to build community and to use yeah. language like it sets the tone. We are speaking Spanish and we are laughing and we are we are communicating with each other and they're kind of leading this discussion around themselves. Like yeah. um, with me kind of guiding, you know, yeah. them to meet right. and greet and get to know each other. Yeah. I, I, how about you? Similar, how do you start yeah, out? Yeah, Similar for me too. I, I do like to start out with a little get to know your teacher for the kids that don't know me. Um, I, mm -hmm. I do a little slideshow as well. It's, if it's a level two class, I can do a lot of that in Spanish. So that's, you know, yes, me fun. too. You know, getting getting back into the swing of things. In level one, I might, you know, throw a few little Spanish words like some cognates in, but I do a lot of it in English. Um, I love to start out the year with um, the little hand clap uh, game. Chocolala, chocolate, chocolala. Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know um, that one. Yes. There's a little. There's a commercial. It's a Nestle commercial that I found on YouTube, and uh, they demonstrate how to do this hand clap game. And uh, I love to start out with that game, and I'll teach my students how to play it. We'll play it just like with between me and them, like in the air, and then I'll have them get together with partners and play it. The last couple of years, we went outside, and during that first year, we taught face-to-face -face during that first pandemic year. 
Um, so we went outside and we didn't actually touch hands. We just kind of did it to the air. But it was air. so fun because we were outside. Absolutely. And then last, last year we actually just went outside and I did let them touch their hands because we all know, knew by then that we could just sanitize our hands. Yeah. Um, but that to me has been a really fun first day of school activity. And what I really love about it is it's super low pressure on me. So I basically, I tell them about me and then we play Chocolala. And honestly, that takes up a good portion of the hour. So, and I, I just feel like that first day, the students are kind of nervous. We're kind of nervous. So I like yes. to just do something that's like low key, low pressure. Everybody has fun. It doesn't put a lot of social pressure on the students either, which I think a lot of times the icebreaker type games that teachers do, yes, it adds a lot of social pressure to that first day of school. So to me, that's been a, a good way to start school for the past several years. And I, and I do the chocolala thing even in my upper levels because they'll remember it from previous years. So they, it's kind of a little bit of nostalgia for them too. And it lets them go home just having this positive, happy memory of what happened today. Like Spanish yeah. was fun today because yes. so many classes, they go home just having done rules and getting their textbook assigned. And so right. today, the memory that stood out for them today was that we had a really good time in Spanish class. Yeah, and that's and a I good mean, thing. Let's be realistic, too. I mean, we know that there are some families that talk about their day every single night around the dinner table. But we also know that there are a lot of kids who their parents, the first and last time they're going to ask them how their school day went is probably going to be that first day of school. And then after that, it just might yeah. be, did you get in trouble today? <laughs> so I like, exactly. <laughs> I like for my students to go home with a positive thing to tell their families about. I really encourage my students, if they have younger siblings, to teach them the Chocolala game because that builds that kind of continuity of you know younger siblings hearing about our program and wanting to come and join our program so it's it's all good it is and then beyond the first week you know we're looking at this building we want to use our first week to build some common vocabulary and to build a little bit of comfort in our classroom mm -hmm. so that students feel safe and so that they feel like they understand the expectation is that we're going to be using Spanish, that mm -hmm. I'm going to be using Spanish to teach Spanish or French, whatever your uh, target language is, that we're going to be using language to learn language in this classroom. But then we also want to be building up some vocabulary so that moving mm -hmm. forward, we can continue to increase proficiency so that right. we move into content. So, uh, you know, about how long would you say that you spend before you step into your first content-based unit? Yeah, so, well, it, I think this is going to be different answers depending on if you're a teacher who has kids coming to you from different programs versus if you're like, you already taught those kids last year and you already, you know, you know what they can do. So for me, um, we have a junior high uh, teacher who teaches mainly level one. There are two of us that teach, well, used to teach at the high school. And so- Isn't that weird? <laughs> I, it is weird. Uh, so I, I really had a pretty good handle on where my students were coming from, but I still had kids coming from different teachers. So 
I love to start out, um, I do like to get into content for sure, but I like to start out with something like a movie talk that's going to be like simple vocabulary, just to kind of level the playing field. Like it's going to be something yes. in common that now we all have this basic, uh, you know, set of vocabulary that I know we all know that we can now continue to build on because I don't assume that they're going to have gotten any particular thing from any particular teacher. Um, I want to kind of have something that we can all build on. I, I generally in level two um, have always, well, for the past several years, I've started out with the Prince Roy song, Darte Un Beso. And it has a really cute little music video. Spoiler alert, the girl is a mermaid. Um, and I always start out with that music video doing a movie talk with the still slides from the video. And then we also learn the song. And it's it's pretty easy. It's pretty fun. We can have a lot of fun discussions and fun little activities with it. But it's not like super meaty content. So if you have a kid that like joins your class the, in the second week of school, you know, it's not. What? Does that happen to you? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So, like, during that drop ad period, like, it's not a crucial yes. unit that if they miss it, it's going to be, like, a hard thing to really make up. So, that's that's kind of been my uh, go-to is doing some kind of little, kind of a self-contained, like, mini unit. And I usually have it based on some kind of a movie talk. Yes, and we actually do that unit as well. I love that one. And I love the... Um the money prank unit that you have oh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> We've done that right at the beginning of the year as well, because both of those are just fun and mm -hmm. isolated. I like that idea of the first unit after you've kind of gotten to know the students with your introductory, if you mm -hmm. do a card talk, if you do some kind of introductory unit to get to know each other, to follow with something that's kind of isolated before you really dive into the content because exactly what you said you know those first couple weeks of class there's so much disruption kids coming oh in gosh. and out somebody moved to a different school district somebody dropped your picture class because day. their math oh was too gosh. hard and it chained picture day yes i mean there's so much disruption that it just makes sense to do something that's a low impact unit that it's okay mm -hmm. for people to kind of be in and out or, you know, come in late. Right. And, and then you don't feel that pressure to, oh my gosh, I've got to get this student caught up on this. It's yeah. okay. You know, this is okay. Yeah. If they miss part of this, it's okay. And I just also think it's so important in those, those first few weeks of school, especially to be just constantly reassuring students that no matter where they are, it's going to be okay that you've got them, um, you know, I like to do things that are kind yes. of easy, kind of accessible for them so that they, they feel right away. This class is going to be some somewhere that I'm going to be successful. Like I want to establish that right away. Yes. And I, and that, that'll keep going once they've experienced that initial success and they can see that you're a teacher who's got them, who's going to be there to support them, um, who's not out to get them and looking to ding them on every little thing that they do wrong, that's going to also be like just laying that foundation for a successful year. Yes. And that shouldn't be a trick. That shouldn't just be the first mm -hmm. two weeks to be like, right. oh, we're past the drop period. Now you're right. stuck in here and I'm going to change all my policies. And <laughs> like that should be the way, you know, just 
show them that this is the way it is. Like, this is a comfort because I'm here for you. Yeah. Not, not because I want to increase my enrollment and I'm tricking you to stay. <laughs> yeah. You should never have to trick students to get them to stay in your program. I mean, no, no, <laughs> um, no that's not how we operate. <laughs> no, but the point is we're establishing that this is the environment. This is the environment that we're going to sustain for the whole year we're building trust is really what it is. We're building yes. trust with with us and our students and the students amongst each other. You know, we're just establishing yes. this is a place where we can trust each other. This is a place where we're kind to each other. This is a place where we don't use insulting language and slurs to speak to one another. Right. Um, exactly. So I don't I don't do like a day of like this. These are the rules. This is what you are going to do and you you will obey me or these will be the consequences. Um, I am gradually reinforcing what my expectations are for them, because ultimately you can have all the rules in the world, but they're going to figure out what it is that you're going to adhere to. They're going to figure yes. out what your expectations are. So. Um, don't bother saying what the rules are. I mean, you can have it on your syllabus or whatever, but I don't read through them. It's they'll push and push what, until they find out what, yeah. what you're gonna enforce. Because there's the rules, <laughs> and then there's the actual rules, which is what the teacher is yes. gonna tolerate, right? <laughs> yep, they find right. your buttons and push they them do. all. <laughs> they do, especially last year, right? <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay. Well, so I hope that this has been uh, somewhat helpful for everyone. We we just really hope that you all feel some optimism and we hope that optimism comes to fruition and that you just have the most amazing start to your school year. And we're going to be here for you. We're going to be here to support you and hopefully uplift you as you go throughout your year. And we'll be making more episodes and um, I'll be in the classroom with you and Christy will be outside the classroom, but she's still here supporting you. Um, she's got a lot of years of experience. She made it out the other end. That's the sign that I we did. can all do it. So you can do uh, this. <laughs> it's doable. So it is. we're going to keep going. If she can do it, we can do it. <laughs> well, have a great rest of your summer if you're still enjoying those last few days. If you're back in school, I hope it's going well. And we look forward to sharing lots more with you throughout the school year on CI Diaries. See you soon. Bye, everyone. <laughs>